Good evening. The presenting sponsor of 30 and Nerdy Podcast is Advertising Expressions. Advertising Expressions exists to promote your business, school, church, or even your podcast, just like they do for the quite fine show, 30 and Nerdy. They promote such organizations by getting their name in front of as many as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. So whether you advertise on your rear window, or wear a shirt so that strangers on a train know where you work, be sure that advertising expressions can help you. After all, I confess that their service is absolutely murder. Contact them today and tell them 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you to see what deals are in store. and nerdettes welcome to another episode of the 30 and nerdy podcast i am your host with the most the duke of nerds the sweet tea of the nerdy south tyler mack and may the fourth be with you nerds it is star wars day and in this episode, I am celebrating Star Wars in my favorite way possible, and that is welcoming back to the podcast Peyton Bowling, the greatest Star Wars fan that I have ever met in my entire life. Okay, uh, his knowledge exceeds that of the Jedi Council itself. He is balanced in the ways of the Force, and He's a very inspirational guy. So I can't wait to get to that. But before we get to the celebration of Star Wars Day, let's get to the business. First things first, and it's not really business. It's also pleasure. Today is not just Star Wars Day for me. Today is my lovely girlfriend Madison's birthday. Uh, happy birthday, Madison. I hope that it's been fantastic, and you are such a beautiful, beautiful spirit. You are a beautiful person. You are the kindest person I have ever known in my entire life, and I, I, I love celebrating your birthday with you, and especially now that you've seen 
Star Wars and you are you are versed in the Star Wars culture and and you're a nerd through and through with me standing by my side in nerd culture these days I I, I, I am excited to celebrate more May the 4th with you now for some business you are tuned in to the 30 and nerdy podcast the flagship show of bad cast company productions that's right bad cast company productions head on over to badcastcompany.com and you will learn all the shows and all the things going on at badcastcompany.com things are always going on and things are in the works to enhance the coming months and over the next year of Badcast Company Productions. A lot of exciting things in the works. And when I am ready to talk about that, uh, we will we will get that news out to you as soon as possible. But there is quite a bit going on at the Badcast Company brand. Uh, under the radar, of course. But I'm very excited to see what, what happens there. Also, if you want to support the show monetarily... Head on over to patreon.com slash badcastcompany. And you will not be just supporting 30 and Nerdy Podcast. You'll be supporting the entire brand of Badcast Company Productions. And for as little $1 a month, you are going to get to reap the benefits. You're going to get bonus scenes. You're going to get deleted scenes. You're going to get cut uh, interview segments. You're going to get a blooper reels of different episodes. You're going to get polls. You're going to get all these favorite favorite things that I love to do. I love going in and, and creating things exclusively for our amazing Patreon crowd. We have great supporters over at Patreon slash Badcast Company Productions, and I cannot wait uh, to, to let you all in on this. Season 3's swag has just dropped. Zach has, has outdone himself at advertising expressions. Now, they are the presenting sponsor of Season 3 of 30 and Nerdy Podcast, and Zach is fantastic to work with. So, if you have not yet checked out AdvertisingExpressions.com to work with them, whether it's a podcast, a church, a sports team, your school, whatever, they go above and beyond every time they are called on. They are fantastic to work with. And the Season 3 swag is looking fantastic. Now, I will get... All of that out to our fantastic Patreon supporters very soon, so be looking in the mail. We've got hats, we've got shirts, we've got stickers, we've got coasters, and wherever you are on the Patreon tiers, you are going to get something from 30 and Nerdy Podcast as a huge thank you for continuing to support us. Uh, and if you are not a supporter, head on over to patreon.com slash productions. Like I said, $1 a month gets you in the door. And there is so much fun going on over there. So check it out. And not just that. Go to podchaser.com if we're talking websites. If you like podcasts, if you like to find new podcasts, Podchaser is the place to find them. And you can rate and review not just shows but individual episodes. 
And it is, it is an awesome way to get connected with other content creators and independent podcasters and things like that. Shows like this one, like Ocho Duro Parlay Hour, East Coast Avengers, Three Fat Nerds, tons of amazing podcasters out there. You can rate and review. You can also look up playlists. There are a lot of communities out there, other podcasts that have band together in playlists. Uh, like like the two two amazing communities that we were a part of. The Apocalypse and Pod Nation. Go and check out those playlists. You just go to the search search bar, type one of those names in, either Pod Nation or The Apocalypse. Check out all those podcasts. Give them a listen to. Tell them Thirty and Nerdy Podcast sent you. You will not be sorry. Next thing on the docket for business: Instagram. Everybody's got an Instagram. Matter of fact, you're probably scrolling on Instagram while you're listening to my voice right now. Go ahead and hit the search bar, R-E-V underscore C-O-L-L 3, not E, 3, C-T-I-O-N. That's Rev underscore Collection. If you're into the pop game, if you're into the collectible world, if you're into all that fantastic stuff, Rev underscore collection has got you covered. He is constantly updating with, with new unboxings, Pokemon cards. He's selling pops and things like that. He is the place you want to go to stay up to date with all the cool things in the collectible world. He is the Eric Church of the collectible world. The Rev of Rants himself. And you can find him on Rev underscore collection on Instagram. And not just there. You will find him week in on week out on the second weekly show of 30 Nerdy Podcast, The Road So Far, every Friday. So check out that Instagram. You will not be sorry. Speaking of Instagram and other social media platforms, we are all over the interwebs nerds were taken over, man. That's right. Go to 30nerdypodcast.com and you can learn everything there is to know about the show. Uh, past episodes, nerd vocabulary words, uh, groups and and things that we support as a podcast like the black lives matter movement disabled veterans the 501st legion things like that all those amazing nonprofits that we support as a show and you can also check out the the little segment that i like to call the council of nerds now every now and then the council of nerds like to convene and talk about what's going on especially after a big disney plus show normally we convened after one division we convened after falcon winter soldier and we convened last season to talk about uh the pandemic some crisis on infinite nerdiverses we have convened a multiple uh, amount of times and it's always fantastic conversation now that is 30 and nerdy podcast the jvd the crossover collision podcast we've got the ocho doro parley hour the east coast avengers the three fat nerds cheers to comics and of course at dre driven 83 on twitter it is always amazing to convene the council, and you can meet the Council of Nerds over at 30andnerdypodcast.com, and while you're at it, swoop on over to the directory. That's going to let you know wherever you can find us, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and even 
TikTok, my friends. That's right. We are on TikTok 30 and Nerdy Pod. And also, while you're at the website, scroll on down to the bottom. Subscribe to the Nerd Newsletter. There's constantly stuff coming out to those subscribed to the Nerd Newsletter. Updates monthly on what's going on at the show. Um, and if, if it's a great way that we get out quick words on if there's a change in anything to our subscribers. We've got quite quite a few subscribers to the Nerd Newsletter. So thank you all uh, for continuing to subscribe to that. And speaking of subscription, if you haven't yet and you're listening to my voice, hit the subscribe button here on whatever podcast platform you are listening to. That way you can stay up to date with the 30 and Dirty podcast. Give a rating and review while you're at it. That helps us know that you're listening and you're liking what you're hearing and it lets us know what you want to hear in your review. If there is something you want the podcast to cover, whatever it may be in the Nerdiverse, let us know and we will get it going as i said in a previous episode it is now past may 1st we are two years old nerds and nerdettes and there is no way that we could have done it without you all it's our second nerd anniversary that we're still celebrating. We're on a high, and it's fantastic. And we will continue to remain on that high and celebrating two years because of the constant outpouring of support from you. Whether you're just listening, whether you're retweeting, whether you're liking on Facebook, no matter how you're supporting the 30 and Nerdy podcast, even if it isn't monetarily on Patreon, you are still a supporter of the show, and we are beyond thankful for you, the listener. The nerds and nerdettes of the nerd world order. So thank you. Thank you so much. And we're going to continue celebrating. We have a lot. I mean a lot of exciting episodes coming up in the next few months and beyond. And I cannot wait for you to partake in that. One that will be coming out very soon. I believe next week's episode actually. I had the uh, the opportunity, the awesome opportunity, to sit down with uh, author Felix Holzhaffel from Germany. And he is the author of a brand new book coming out this month called Catch-42. And it's kind of a, a sequel, if you will, or a continuation or a, a play on the famous 50-year-old book Catch-22. And it's... it's it's, it's very good, okay? I, I am about halfway through it now, and I am very excited. I got sent a copy. It's, it's if, you, if you're into the dystopian futures, you need to check out this book. It's called Catch-42, and you can find it uh, very soon in your local bookstore. But as for right now, uh, in the month of May, you can find it anywhere you get great books online, especially in digital copies. And that's Felix Hofhaffel from Germany, and it's called Catch-42, and that episode will air next week. It was a phenomenal interview. I am very, very excited for everyone to, to sit in on that. This is a brilliant, brilliant mind that I had the chance to talk to, and it was amazing, and I cannot wait to finish the book and let you nerds hear that interview, and I really hope that you'll check out the book, and uh, I, can't, I can't wait to, to 
have that episode air. Also, this coming Friday, we continue The Road So Far, Season 2, Episode 2, and I'm a little... I'm reluctant because the episode is Everybody Loves a Clown. And if you know anything about me, nerds, it's I do not love clowns. So the, me and the Rev himself, we, we sat down, we rewatched it, and we talk all about it. And this coming episode of The Road So Far, and that will be out Friday. Now, last bit of business. Your Nerdcabulary Word of the Week. Your Nerdcabulary Word of the Week is Nerdophobia. Nerdophobia, the hate for nerds and nerd culture just for the sake that they're different. Some similar words, synonyms, nerdophobe or nerdophobic. Nerdophobia is all over our planet nerds and nerdettes, and I'm striving to get that nerdophobia out one episode at a time. We have to cleanse this world of nerdophobia, nerds. And we can do so by banding together and showing the lighter side of nerddom. We already know that there's a lot of toxic nerddoms out there, the fandom menaces, if you will, but... Because of them, there's a lot of nerdophobia to follow up with that. So do your part. Help fight against nerdophobia by being the best nerds that you can be. Take care of one another. Get off of the toxic websites and web pages. We have to stop nerdophobia in its tracks. Now, that's it for the business. DJ Mike Howie, take us to the show. It's time to nerd up or shut up. Let's get dangerous. Welcome to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Badcast Company Productions. Thirty and Nerdy Podcast is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and part of the Council of Nerds. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Reach out using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. You can also find us and other amazing podcasts at podchaser.com by searching The Apocalypse and Pod Nation. Got something to say? Email us at 30andNerdyPod at gmail.com or check out the website at 30andNerdyPodcast.com. Now, sit back, crank it to 11, the nerds are here. Welcome back, nerds and nerdettes. May the fourth be with you. 
happy Star Wars Day. And it would not be a Star Wars Day at 30 and 30 Podcast without my dear friend Peyton Bowling here. Joining on again, Peyton, how are you? Well, thank you for that. I am I am doing well. I'm doing well. Doing really good. And may the fourth be with you, Peyton. Always. May the fourth Always. be with you. Always. So how is life right now? Whew. Life is the same old every day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've we've been in a bit of a pandemic recently. Um you know, continuing and mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not a lot of um... yeah, and and I always jokingly, there's not a whole lot to say jokingly about a pandemic, but I go, how dare our predecessors not leave us a playbook? <laughs> you know, like how dare they? <laughs> the audacity of them not to leave us a playbook. There, there sort of is, but it, if it yeah, all the way up to, you know, like yeah. play and. And uh, what, Spanish flu, all of those. You know, there's certain things, but then, you know, there's such a big... I feel like, though, that after those big moments, after they, you know, were celebratory and they, they, they got to a normal, I feel like they were like, that'll never happen again. <laughs> and because they said it... <laughs> yeah, it happens again. So how, how you, you've obviously, in, in past episodes, with you on them, we've discussed... Uh, your your heart condition and the fact that even in flu season you have to be extremely careful around people and how much you're allowed to go out and I believe the last time we talked early early in the pandemic last year for our May 4th Star Wars special uh, in last season we talked about you know because the pandemic if, if that's flu season for you or you know cold season or what have you I would imagine that coronavirus has been a hundred times worse. Yes. Back last May, we were all so young. (laughs) Uh, Coronavirus uh, has been incredibly challenging uh, for me, especially, but um, for everyone, I shouldn't say just for me. I mean, gosh, I don't think there's one person in this world that hasn't been touched by COVID-19 in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, I've had it better than most, I will say. Um, I have a home. I, you know, my, uh, I have a way to, you know, get food, to have shelter, to have basic necessities that many people can't have. But it has been hard. Um, I mean, social isolation. Well, as everyone kind of knows from this year, at least a little mm-hmm. bit, that it's been difficult for for us all. And I, I will admit, it, it. I thought it would be a lot worse, but it, there were moments when it was almost as if, hey, we can we can deal with this, you know, mm-hmm. we, can, we can survive that. <clears throat> and, you know, there have been a lot of good things, you know, a lot of bad things have come out of this pandemic, don't get me wrong. But there have been a few good things, you know, I feel like people have gotten closer in a way with each other, and they've maybe understood more. And now that's not to say there haven't been the opposite effects too, but I know that for me, it has had some good effects as well. Yeah. I think it, it gave us time to stop. I think it gave everyone time to stop and spend more quality time in, in your bubble 
and your house uh, with with your people. I think it also gave us time to reflect and see that some of us aren't suffering as bad as others because we were lucky. I think that we don't speak enough as a society that luck goes so much into where you're born, you know, what family you're born into, what, you know, what, what area of the country you're born into. There's so much luck of the draw that goes into that. And there's so many people that walk around and don't really think about the luck aspect. They just think I'm American and a white middle-class family, you know, I got no worries, you know, but, but other people, I, I don't really, I don't really care about their problems. You have a lot of that in this country oh, and they don't really re- re- analyze it and realize that like, I'm, that was just like a luck of the draw for me. And, and the fact that we have had some, some scary situations with uh, some friends who have contracted it, who are still, it has left a lasting effect on their body. Their body's not the same anymore. Um, they survived it, but it, it's almost like it left, you know, uh, I think of a computer virus. You know, you can get, you can defrag your computer and maybe you get rid of that computer virus, but it leaves this lasting effect on your computer for the rest of its days. And it's terrifying. It is. And with the COVID, um, I forgot what it's called, the COVID fog, people are still affected by that. And I mean, the trauma of having it, and if you were really sick with it and were in the hospital or ventilated or, I mean, I've even thought about like children, um, children in this time, I mean, they're impressionable and, and young mm-hmm. and they don't know as much about the world. And I can assume they're all very afraid or at least some of them. And I can imagine that this has created a lot of anxiety and anxiety disorders that's, that, that will have long lasting effects of their lives. And that's, that's going to be hard for them to deal with because of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. This is their first, some, for some people, this is their first major world stopping thing. I mean, even us who like lived through 9-11 um, and the Iraq war, that was country stopping. But we, this is our, a lot of ours, even mine at 32, first global stopping. It is. It, and it all happened to us all at the same time. Mm-hmm moment almost there there were a few differences here and there in some countries but it was almost as if everything shut down at once and it basically did and i mean there was so much of uncertainty i mean i remember last april maybe may that you know there was talk of it could be three years before we get vaccines or even treatments that we think could help it and and there were talks of millions dead and and while that has still happened it Thankfully, it hasn't been as bad as many predicted it to be. But, you know, to think that we have vaccines now, we, we have, and, and from what we can see, they're, they're working pretty well. At least they're helping somewhat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, it really goes to show what humanity itself can do when it's tested. Absolutely. I think one of the best things that came, and, and, you know, through election season and, and all that stuff, uh, our president repeatedly, every time he was on TV, said, 
There's nothing we can't do as a country if we do it together. And I think the pandemic has has proven that you can go further than that. There's nothing we can't do as a planet if we do it together. That's one thing I have to say is, is a good thing that's come out of it. It is. And I think that, strangely enough, it's sort of brought a lot of the world, like, closer, and especially families and, you know, friends and stuff like that. But I think even, like, bonds within countries, in many countries, some maybe not, but in a lot of countries, it's brought people closer together and, and helped them, I don't know, re- realize that, you know, it could all be gone. Yeah, it's it's terrifying. Obviously, with your condition and you having to be extra, extra, extra careful, more so than most people are going to interact with. Like, you know, most people are like, oh, yeah, you need to be careful if you're you know, 60 year older, you need to be careful if you already have asthma, you need to be careful if blah, blah, blah. But you have to be careful on a daily basis, even before a pandemic, and now during a pandemic. So I would imagine that you have watched and played and internet shopped for for collectibles and (laughs) all that that you can do in over a year's time. Yeah. Um, so I guess aside from doing that how have you kept your sanity because I have to imagine that the same way we talked about luck there's a flip side of the coin you know to quote two-face there's a flip side of that coin and you've also been dealt bad luck yet how do you stay so you're Peyton you're you know how do you do it well I mean I shouldn't lie it's 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 hard I mean it's hard for any person you know it's no one is perfectly happy or, or you know not everything is sunshine and rainbows all the time especially during this pandemic but I found ways to keep myself distracted and to remember that, you know, this is, this is bad. I mean, you know, the, the, everything that's happening right now is bad, but it could be so much worse for you. It, it really could be. I mean, I've been lucky. Um, my fam- my immediate family, a few of them have contracted COVID-19, but um, they're okay. Um, they, you know, they survived. They, none of them had to be hospitalized. Um, you know, we're, we're doing okay. Um, I, you know, I'm very fortunate, and I, I try to remember those things, like you know, the fortunate circumstances of. You know. Well, you know, I mean, being able to just live, and and you know, there is the, the fear, living in fear, but at the same time, you know. There's also joy. You live in a lot of joy. Um, also, like you said, <laughs> I've watched oh a many a nerdy thing under the sun, <laughs> and read a many a nerdy thing, shopped for many a many a many a nerdy thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, you know keeping keeping busy and and 
remembering that it, you know, it could always be worse for them. Mm -hmm. I don't want to, to linger on this, you know, let's talk some positive things. It is currently as we're recording May 4th, another May 4th has come it's star Wars day. Everyone put your hands to your hearts and pledge allegiance to George Lucas for bringing us this, this fantastic universities brought us so i wanted to talk star wars now 50th anniversary of lucasfilm too it is it is the 15th anniversary of lucas films and i i wanted to talk a little bit about the the i guess star wars expanded universe that we got dropped on us during the pandemic that disney announced and like oh and by the way not just marvel is we're not just building the Marvel universe, we're building the Star Wars universe. Like, you thought we were stopping at six, at nine movies and the Mandalorian? No! And basically kind of dropped the hint, like, there are generations that are going to die off before the end of Star Wars is ever seen now. Oh, that will be a sad day for me. <laughs> so what did you think when... A few months ago, you know, Disney had this Disney Investors Day and they were like, they talked Marvel and they said, oh, now let's talk Star Wars. Here's just what we're going to tell you is coming out. You know, droids, Mandalorian season three, Boba Fett getting his own show. That's my boy. <laughs> let's start there. Since we last talked, we have seen season two of The Mandalorian. Yes. And that ending... I can only imagine that you reacted the way that thousands and thousands of Star Wars fans around the world reacted when Red 5 popped into the screen, hyper jumped to help them out. That lone X-Wing, the minute you realized it was Red 5, what'd you do? The moment in the show when you hear the... Um, the tracker beeping on the bridge and, it, and then you see the x-wing pop out of frame as soon as i saw it i, I knew it has to be red five but in my mind i was still like are they gonna do it is it really is it really i couldn't i mean like i saw the green lightsaber the move sets i the cloak everything made sense that it would be Skywalker, but I, I mean, still, I was like, is it, is it you, is it him? And, oh, when he removed that hood, I, oh, I'll never forget that. Did your mom have to calm you down? <laughs> listen, listen, Mandalorian season two, <laughs> were a good seven parts where both my dad and I were screaming at the top of our lungs. Episode one when uh, Boba Fett appears on the screen, this whole house shook. <laughs> He's back! He's alive! <laughs> it was, it was, my mom was terrified. She was like, what's wrong? And we're like, <laughs> He's alive! Well, man, every episode was great. Oh, um, the, uh, the tubes were mm -hmm they infiltrate the facility on Navarro, I was like, well, I think I know who that might be. Mm -hmm. 
and then uh, and Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan popping up, looking exactly like the animated, being being played by her own voice actress. And oh, Ahsoka popping up. And that's one of the first times where the fans said, this is who we want to play her. And Disney was like, okay. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> and when, when, when Bo-Katan said, there you will find Ahsoka Tano, I was like, you, you can't, you, no, don't you tease me. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. And, and it was, it was her. And I was like, this is dreams coming true. And then Boba Fett came back and mm-hmm. he blew up. He blew up two transport ships with his jetpack. <laughs> I was like, I was clapping. I was, I was like, and he incorporated physical fighting. You know, the actors actually used that old uh, Brazilian uh, hand-to-hand combat. The actor did, and like, because we've seen Boba Fett up until now fly shoot and die <laughs> and he also looked menacing he, and he did knew. look menacing yes he did look menacing but seeing him go hand to hand with these stormtroopers and just cracking helmets left and right like when he popped up and his he, oh, he got his armor and like there's an explosion and then you just see him kind of rise out of the explosion you're just like we could do just have him stand there for an hour and I'll just still watch it in amazement. Standing ovation, clapping. It's it's the entire. I don't know how they can top season two. Well, there's always ways. <laughs> there's always a way. There's always a bigger fish. Ugh. <laughs> oh, quoting Qui Gon Jen. Yes, indeed. So speaking of that, Obi Wan Kenobi's coming out. Oh yes. Exactly. What are some things you want to see? We know that he's in isolation. He's in training. He's in isolation. We know that Hayden Christensen has signed on. Yes. Are we getting flashbacks, or is Hayden going to be in the suit? I want both. Okay. Flashbacks. I mean, seeing more scenes from like Revenge of the Sith, or or more of that filling in of certain pieces i would love that another thing i would love of course is hang on i've got a list in my mind. um i want to see ghost qui-gon jinn yes that's one thing i wanted to ask you is it that's got to be something that disney's like well we have to yeah because disney is as as our dear friend josh loves to throw it in everyone's faces disney does the details mm-hmm. and a detail that we got at the end was you will go watch over the boy and train with your former master they told us that so naturally we've got to see it we have to see him and you know that Disney has the money to say, Liam, even if it's for two episodes, would you mind? He's going to be like, yeah. Liam would do it. I mean, he said for a couple years, he's like, I'd come back. Yeah. 
I mean, we yeah. just didn't get enough of Qui Gon because if you read about Qui Gon, he is an awesome Jedi. He's so different from the rest of the council, and he's he's a free thinker. He he understands that you know the council isn't always right, and in fact, they're not right about you know the whole war thing. No, they weren't. And what's crazy is. One thing I love to go into people who are just on the surface fans. I'm like, you know, early on, Dooku wasn't necessarily a villain when he left. Exactly. He was kind of down the same road as Qui-Gon. Like, what you guys are doing, like, you know, you're not, it's not right. It's not the Jedi way. There is no black and white in this world. And what you, the arrogance of this council and the arrogance of Jedi, mm-hmm. like Qui-Gon and him agreed on a lot, but Qui-Gon tried to do it within the council. Yeah, sort of like a politician that stays within power and mm-hmm. try and fix it, but you know, isn't always successful. <laughs> In my opinion, the, mo- the closest Jedi who come to the definition of Jedi are Qui-Gon Jinn, Ahsoka Tano, Rey Skywalker, and an honorable mention to Luke Skywalker. He gets pretty close, but not quite there. Yeah. Mentioning Luke, because I immediately, if you say Luke Skywalker, I go to the originals, obviously, because that's where he was at. So do you think that they can wow us again with getting Sebastian Stan to play young Luke and give us how he became cynical. Give us a series maybe like a, a, a long standing, like this is going to be somewhat anthological. So like one season is going to be these five years and the second season is going to be these five years, build him from, the Luke that saved saved Grogu. How and how do we get to Last Jedi? What changed him? We know we got a little bit with like Ben betraying, you know, turning on him, and we got flashbacks. But then cast a younger Kylo. You know, yeah. give us that Disney Plus series. I would totally go for that. I mean, watching and and think about how like impactful it would be for people to see the hero not only like in last jedi how he has become cynical and and sort of crabby and you know i'm not gonna go fight the whole first order on my own and then but but what did you think was gonna happen that i'd sit down the whole first order with a laser sword he comes out with a laser sword (laughs) (laughs) but but seeing that would be like a true you know inner reflection of star wars and seeing you know like the the childhood hero of so many people turning into this sort of hermit of opposite of yoda kind of and you know of course like yoda says the greatest teacher failure is and we can see Mm. what happened well and that's one thing that i will say that i i the three words that luke says to ray in the final episode in episode nine I was wrong. I was like, okay, that somewhat fixed my issue with Luke in episode nine. It, it, 
or episode eight, it fixed that just those three words fixed a little bit internally with me because I think where all of my heatedness came from towards <laughs> is this was Luke freaking Skywalker. And the last I saw of Luke Skywalker, and I feel like maybe they could calm the fire even more in me if they gave us that series. Let us see the fall. I would do it. I would watch the fall of Skywalker. Ooh. Oh, there you go. There's the title. <laughs> Disney, contact me. Disney, there it is. <laughs> the fall of Skywalker. Oh, the rise of Skywalker. The fall of Skywalker. Oh, oh. <laughs> There's a billion dollars right there. Yes, yes, I'll take it. And um, all, all Peyton wants is a walk on in the show. Y- yes, all he wants. Walk on, a line maybe, but I'm not gonna push. A signed commemorative pop by Mark Hamill. I mean, I I don't know. Yes. (laughs) Please. (laughs) So obviously, those are just two of the things. We're also getting Ahsoka Tano as a show. Yes, and that one. And they're going to find Ezra. And Thrawn. Oh, Thrawn. Who plays him for you? This This has been... This has been... A Dreamcast I'm trying I've been waiting to hear because I've been like after they announced Thrawn will be in it and Thrawn's coming back, I was like, I can't wait till close to May 4th because I'm gonna have Peyton on again. I already knew you were coming back on the show for Star Wars <laughs> Day. It's a staple, it's a thing. Um, I was like, I can't wait to hear who he cast because Benedict Cumberbatch is one of mine, but I know that he has said no, I don't want to be blue. He said, <laughs> I'm not a Star Wars fan. I, I don't want to be painted blue. Uh, you know, Doctor Strange is one thing, but I'm not a Star Wars fan. So now that he said no, I'm like, you know what? They did it with Boca. Just bring in Lars. He voices him brilliantly. He voices him perfectly. And, and with CGI and with paint and with makeup effects as far as they've come in 2021, you could easily turn him into the Thrawn we know. And he looks, I mean, there isn't too much you have to do. Mm-hmm. It's close. You just have to make a couple of adjustments here and there. Yeah. And another thing is, what about his brother? Who played Dan? We could try him and then have, you know, Lars do the voice. Because his brother is in Rogue One. And he's also the bad guy in Doctor Strange. He's a, Disney owns him. He's taking <laughs> over. He's taking over for Johnny Depp in the next Fantastic Beasts. I did not. Yes, they are signing him to take over for Grindelwald. Which that's a whole. Don't get me started on. <laughs> don't get me started. Justice for Johnny. Don't get me started on that. I mean, I mean, here's what I'll say. If they are both guilty of being volatile in a relationship and you're going to, in WB, the same company punishes him by firing him from this part that he did pretty good at, but doesn't punish the wife in DC movies. It is a little bit of a, no, it's not a little bit. It really is a double standard. It's a double standard. I was like, she's got video evidence that she's just as guilty. And yeah, if they're both guilty of it, then they both need to suffer the consequences, not just one. 
I mean, she's not that good as Mara anyways. <laughs> Amelia Clark would have been 10 times the Mara that, Am- that Amber Heard is. And she can say Jakaras. <laughs> so Ahsoka Tano, we're getting Ezra, we're getting Thrawn. What else can we see? Gosh, there's so much Rangers of the New Republic. Mm-hmm. That's going to be an interesting one. Um, Especially with the firing that just recently happened. Certain certain actress who said yes. some, some things. Some things. Well, uh, <laughs> like, I guess this is where I stand with that, is I, I know that so many of the actors and actresses, not just in my nerd culture, but in film altogether, I know that a lot of them probably believe differently than me. Right. And that's totally fine. Right, yeah. But when you have thousands and thousands upon thousands of eyes on you and followers, why say stupid stuff that you know is not just a lie, but just astronomically stupid? I'm like, why do you do this? Like, I'm, not, like I'm a WWE fan. Considering they're from that type of entertainment, I would imagine a lot of them disagree with me politically. <laughs> but I, don't, I don't need to see it all over their social media because I'm like, but then I'm kind of on the other side of the fence where if they have that platform, sure, I'd probably use it too. If I was a famous actor, I would probably use the platform as well. Free but is, I mean, you know, you got to have free speech. And yes. that's good. But at the same time, your free speech can have consequences when it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like if I if I if I ran into a building and shouted fire, I have the freedom to do that. Indeed, you do. But I would have punishment if I was lying about the fire, or at least a slap on the wrist, or at least like, dude, you can't just yell fire in a building full of people unless there's a fire. Unless there's a fire. So, like, yes, I am wholeheartedly a firm believer in freedom of speech. But with that freedom comes consequences Indeed. if you're doing the wrong thing. Indeed. No matter where you sit on the political landscape, I don't care where you sit, both sides, you have all the freedom in the world to say what you want to say, but don't expect freedom of punishment. And that's not guaranteed in the Constitution. That's true. That's not guaranteed in the Constitution. You're allowed to get punished. <laughs> Yeah, that's, in fact, that's part of the Constitution. (laughs) Absolutely. So do you think that they replace her? Like, not Cara Dune. Do you think they're like, hey, maybe we can use Mandalorian Season 3 or Ahsoka Tano or blah, blah, blah to build a new character that will go into, or Patty Jenkins' movie may give us a character that goes into the, as the lead role, because Kara was going to be the lead of this show. She was, and ooh, she messed it all up. And I didn't hate the character of Kara Dunn. Oh, no. Love the character. I think it's a great character, and it's so interesting to see. You know, she, she was a, a shock trooper, so she went into the heat of battle, and mm-hmm. now there's no battle. What do you do? You know, I mean, it really shows, mm-hmm. the, like, what do the veterans of this war do now? Mm-hmm. And it was very interesting to see that sort of play out. And she was, you know, uh, a marshal uh, 
Wait, that I, yeah, that I enjoyed her being the marshal and the marshal, the actual marshal. Like, why is he not like, where's he going? He's got to come back. Oh, yeah. Duh. I was like, Timothy did a fantastic job. My dad loves Timothy Oliphant so much. And he was like, oh, that's Timothy. I was like, <laughs> we know, dad. We know. We know. You love him. You love Timothy Oliphant. Great. <laughs> I- I'll be interested to see where it goes. I'll be interested to see if they're like, okay, let's, we were originally going to do it in 2022. Let's push it back to 2023 and go back to the drawing board. There is rumor that they're going to use Hera Sindula from Rebels to replace her. That'd be good. But she's Twi'lek, and I mean, maybe that's too hard to do, like, filming a lot of scenes. But but if they're going to be filming Ahsoka, the Togruta, with all of that, like, headdress gear mm-hmm. on, then they can probably do it with the two Twi'lek head tails. <laughs> They could maybe do it a little easier than Ahsoka, if you think about it. And they've been, you know, doing that sort of the Twilight look since, like, uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, because she's she's a blue one, isn't she? Or is she green? She's green. She's green, yeah. I think it would be fantastic. You know, instead of having to introduce, instead of having to do the work of introducing somebody along the way, just bring in somebody we already know and love. Yeah. And, you know, she has that connection to Ezra and Ahsoka. She does. So bring her in in a couple episodes of the Ahsoka show and her just say, you know what? I uh, I actually got a job. <laughs> you didn't like, oh, job? What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm joining the New Republic. <laughs> So it'll it'll be interesting this Rangers show. The one that I wanted to talk to you most about that I I'm not going to knock it completely until I've seen it. What do they do with droids as a show? Well we we could just go back to the eighties and remake that cartoon. <laughs> um, they <laughs> I honestly don't know. And there that one has one of the least amount of information about it. And I, I can't really it would be interesting it might be geared more towards like little kids. Yeah. That might be what it is. I just hope that the trash can droid gets an episode. What are those called? They look like big rectangular trash can. What? The gunk droid? Yeah, gonk droids. Oh, gonk droid. I was like, give them an episode. Explain what they do. You know, explain like, give us one gonk droid who's like, I was in all, I was in every battle. I've been in every battle. They're they're mobile batteries, so when they need to recharge uh, engines or or things like that, they plug them into the. They they put like a plug in their head and then they plug them into the starfighter. It's tough to be a gonk droid. It really is tough to be a gongjoy. <laughs> so basically, this extended universe that we are finally getting out of Star Wars, you know, take us back to the end of episode, what we thought was three at the time, which wound up being six. Take us to Return of the Jedi. That generation of Star Wars fan was like, we've seen Star Wars. 
And then our generation gets our three movies. Anime. And we're like, okay. Uh, so we thought we'd never see Star Wars again. But we got more. But we got more. Cool. Flash forward. We get the sequels. A new generation. It's their Star Wars. And I was like, okay. So they're doing nine. Uh, we never thought we'd get nine Star Wars. Then they're like, oh, we're also going to do this show called Mandalorian. No big deal. It's about a Mandalorian. Very Western-esque. Uh, he doesn't speak a lot. Uh, he's never takes his helmet off. And we're just kind of like, that's okay. That's 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 interesting. We'll have to tune in. Then after Mandalorian season one, we're like, we want more of this. Give Favreau and Filoni, give them the universe. Take it away from Kathleen and just give it these two and just say, we trust you to do what you want. Just here. Here's the universe. It's in your hands now. Kathleen has nothing to do with it. You know, I'm not saying fire her. Give her something else to you know, work on that's not creative or something. But you know, like Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> but give it to Filoni and John and and holy crap, the stuff they've given us in the short amount of time oh, yeah. that they've been behind it with Filoni with Clone Wars, and then we brought and Rebels, and, and then we then we're getting the Bad Batch, which comes out today. We get. Debut of the Bad Batch. What are you excited to see about the Bad Batch? We've never quite seen, other than Rebels, a little bit. We haven't quite seen what life was like after the Clone Wars for the clones. Mm -hmm. What happened to them? I mean, we know that they were decommissioned and they didn't, you know, they, they kind of fired them. But <laughs> Thank you for helping us with Order Sixty Six, but we're yeah. gonna we're gonna go in a new direction. <laughs> You're letting us go? Yes, all twenty million of you. <laughs> that was Pink slips are at the door. Pick it up. Your unemployment lasts for two months. That's it. You'll get your final paycheck by the mail. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens to these clones after after order 66 is over and one thing i don't think they'll do this but i i wonder if the bad batch themselves participated in order 66 that's right or do they not even have chips because they see that's what i was leaning on is when they talk about the bad batch and we started to get a little little funny artworks from d bradley baker and little, not really like this is what we're doing, but like with him coming back, obviously he's, I saw a joke um, that someone tried to pull on everybody over the winter saying that um, the bad batch has been pushed back because of uh, conflicts with the cast. <laughs> and I, was, yeah, I was like, it took me a second. I was like, wait. Most of the cast is D. Bradley Baker. So is he fighting with himself? He, he, he just couldn't handle the echo voice. He <laughs> was just like, no, we're not doing it. I need more money. He's <laughs> being a, a diva over here. Who, D? The other guy. He's being a diva. What uh, guy? 
Somebody called a therapist. He snapped finally after all these years. Sixty thousand different characters, and it's finally broken. No, oh. but I, what I env- envisioned was maybe they call them the Bad Batch because they fought the order, like like we saw um, Rex doing, mm-hmm. kind of like going against it. And they're the Empire's bad batch of clones that they are hunting down. I think that might be it. I, 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 I can't wait to watch what unfolds and maybe who may make an appearance. Yes. Maybe. Who are you hoping? I am hoping Vader. Make cool. Vader. I am hoping, because this will take place. Have they said how long after the order? I think it's going to be like the moment after. Wow. Yeah. So like we're still in the middle of episode three and like the finale of Clone Wars when the premiere happens. I'm pretty sure. So they're probably like we we went against the Empire. We, you know, we beat out this chip or whatever that was inserted into our heads. And now we're we know we're going to be hunted. And we have to find and help the last surviving Jedi to get out of here. Ooh, what if it is that? Ooh. Maybe we get a, maybe we get another look at Ahsoka in the show. Oh, it could be. It could be. It could be. I'm just interested. I'm excited. Oh, I am too. I'm very excited to see it. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot. It's going to be Clone Wars Part 2, but it's going to be different, too. Mm-hmm. So one other one that I want to talk to you about that we're getting is is Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett. My love. <laughs> what is it? What is it, do you think, that he was such a... Because George Lucas has even said, I had no intentions whatsoever of this following that Boba got, like... You know, he was this bounty hunter who spoke barely, and and I killed him off in the Sarlacc pit. And like, then all of a sudden, people are like, "Boba's still alive! Justice for Boba Fett!" And like, we need a we need a show, and it can start out with him getting out of the Sarlacc pit. And like, for years now, we've gotten this love, and he's just like, "Where did this come from? Why do you like this one? What about what about C three P? No, kick him in the Sarlacc pit." <laughs> like I, I, what is it Boba Fett well let's see here people love Darth Vader because he's a compelling villain with a good story but he's also menacing and that design of his suit is it evokes this you know remembrance of of, the, of Star Wars and then of course the, the breath <laughs> the breathing and with Boba Fett he you know he they kind of hyped him up even before Empire Strikes Back with his toy and how it was supposed to be a rocket firing one but then it never happened and then everyone's like Boba Fett he's so cool it's this new character 
and then he comes on screen and they're like oh, he took you know one of the main characters he he bested the heroes he's so cool we hate him but he's so cool and you know it was it was they wanted to in my opinion they wanted to see what happened next and you know he falls into that sorry like pit but everyone was like but he's so cool he couldn't have died no 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 no, no. he's and, still out there watching he's, ours he's out there watching over his armor not ever going to grab it <laughs> um but he, he's just i think it's because he's designed the way he is there's the mystery behind him and I know we've gotten some of the mystery with, you know, like he's a clone that was unaltered. Um, he ages normally. He watched his father die. His father was a, you know, one of the best bounty hunters ever. And, you know, we see that, but it's like, I think people love him because they don't know so much about him. Mm -hmm. Mystery. And, assume he's awesome and mandalorian finally showed us oh yeah he, he's awesome because ultimately at the end of the day he was like i was doing a job and i just did it for the wrong people yep i chose the wrong side the first time around <laughs> yeah big mistake big mistake landed in a giant sarlacc pit <laughs> won't do that again <laughs> so okay go with me here all right, Book of Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. Let's leave that right here. The end of three, six, the end of six, mm -hmm. Boba Fett dies. We spend years saying, no, he's still alive. Right. Mandalorian answers that question. He's alive. Episode one, Darth Maul dies. We spend years saying, how can you get rid of such an amazing villain? No, he's still alive. Still there. He's still alive. Clone Wars answers that question. Mm -hmm. Brings him back. End of episode three. Mace Windu, quote unquote, dies. Flash forward. Hundreds and thousands of people. Even Sam Jackson said, nah, he's still alive. Do we get an old Mace Windu in the book of Boba Fett to close out that story? I have not considered this option. That's interesting. I have been saying for years that, especially after what, what did me in is after one, two, and three happened, I then became enamored with the, the I guess you would call it expanded universe in the comics and the, the, the legends, uh, canon stuff. And I started reading about these people. Like, Mace Windu is a badass. Yeah. I was like, I want more of Mace Windu. I want more of Qui-Gon Jinn. I want the Luke Skywalker who manipulated a black hole. Like, I want these gods, these deities that I got to read in the comics. I want live action of that. That's what I want. So I was like, when they announced the book of Boba Fett, I was like, calling it Old Man Windu comes out of hiding going son of a gun he's alive you know like or boba's like he has to be alive i have to somehow find mace windu 
<laughs> and bury the hatchet <laughs> either in his back <laughs> or, or forgive him. <laughs> One of the two things is going to happen. And we've got Ming-Na Wen with him in that show. Surely she's coming back to be in that show. Oh, I think, I think they've confirmed I think they confirmed her. Good. Yeah. She's also crossing over into the Bad Batch. Yes, and I can't wait to see what they do with her there. I guess she's hunting them, maybe. Possibly. Because, oh. you know, dad. <laughs> oh, that would be so good. So what do you want to see with Boba Fett? I mean, are there any, like... Mandalorian was new territory for us. It was. But technically it wasn't because the sequels had already been given to us. And we were like, we know that eventually... We got to get here. We got to get here. Yeah. Until... Mandalorian season two, we never thought Ma- Bubba Fett was coming back. So what can this series give us? The rise of criminal enterprise of Fett instead of the Huts. Okay. So perhaps that maybe a vigilante group that hunts down ex-imperials. I like that. I like that better. Maybe his goal is finding the last remaining clones and helping them in some way reuniting them under a banner yeah and then and then we go kill the imperials <laughs> yes you never know like forming his own justice league or avengers oh yeah of clones we're the clone avengers <laughs> and then tamor is just playing all of them yes yes <laughs> in different variations I'm playing rex <laughs> Exactly. He's just playing different variations. Yeah. Oh, yeah, That's that would be cool. But whatever they do with it, there's absolutely no way I could hate the the Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett. They're, I will love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, we've talked about the expanded universe. We're going to step away for a quick break, and then we're going to come back with talking about the history of May the 4th Be With You and play a little Star Wars trivia with you. Oh, there we go again. Oh, so we will step away for a quick break. More 30 and 30 podcasts when we get back. Tennessee Legend Distillery was founded in 2015 and has quickly become one of the top distilleries for natural extracts and ingredients in its spirits. With no high fructose corn syrup, artificial sweeteners, or harmful ingredients, Tennessee Legend Distillery has four locations in the state of Tennessee. Without Newport, Sevierville, Cookville, and Nashville distilleries. You see, At Tennessee Legend Distillery, we have spent more time focused on the quality of our spirits than the number of our stores. We have a great selection of non-flavored spirits as well, like vodka, bourbon, whiskey, and gin. Tennessee Legend Distillery has multiple awards and medals for state, national, and international spirit contests, and even carries 2019's Best Tasting Whiskey in the state of Tennessee 
with our Salted Caramel 60 Proof Whiskey. We offer discounts for veterans, active military, nurses, police officers, firefighters, first responders, and even multiple bottle discounts. Don't live in Tennessee? We ship to select states. Go to GACraftSpirits.com to see if we deliver to you. That's G-A-C-R-A-F-T-S-P-I-R-I-T-S dot com. If you stop by the Sevierville location, tell them 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you and be a legend with Tennessee Legend Distillery by receiving a free shot glass and 15% off of your order. What are you waiting for? Cheers to you. Greetings, henchmen and loyal subjects. I am Evan the Great. And I'm JVD. We're your hosts of the Fictional Battle Podcast, Crossover Collision, brought to you by the Villains Demand. If you love hearing in-depth breakdowns of your favorite characters and what they are capable of doing while fighting in random battlegrounds against other fan favorites, then this is the podcast for you. New episodes drop every Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or over on TheVillainsDemand.com. Hi, this is Will Jewell, Director of Concrete Plans. You're listening to 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Welcome back, nerds and nerdettes, to our Star Wars Day celebration episode. May the 4th be with you all. I am joined again by Peyton Bowling. And Peyton, it is Star Wars Day as we record. A grand holiday indeed. A grand holiday. How do you normally celebrate Star Wars Day? I know today you had a doctor's appointment, but how do you normally celebrate? First, I wake up and I say... It is a day long remembered. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, what I usually do is I will watch uh, one of the movies or mm-hmm. um, something like a, a, a show or, well, now since they have shows, a show from it or like episodes, clips from, I, I usually watch one clip from each movie because I'm just like, you know, I got to get that fixed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And last year, it was the uh, finale of Clone Wars was on May 4th. And this year, premiere of Bad Batch will be uh, is on May 4th. So that is how I'm going to celebrate this year. I'm going to watch that premiere, and I'm going to be all over it. Good. Me too. I will be celebrating uh, this evening after dinner, because as you know, it's not just May the 4th. It is Madison's birthday indeed it is and you know what man we finished all nine movies and i showed a rogue one not solo yet. I have not yet haven't shown her solo and haven't started her on mandalorian yet okay okay she had some things to say 
first off, the I started her out as, at one. And okay. I, I went I went in going, I'm gonna do it the, how you should do it. I'm gonna do it the way it was done to me. I'm gonna do it the way I'll do to my children. I'm gonna do it original prequels, sequels. But when it came time, I was like, you know what? I asked her, I was just like, okay, so you're going to see these originals, but then we're going to go back and watch one, two, and three. And it's, you're going to see young Anna, young Vader and all that. And she goes, well, I know that. I said, I'm going to ask you something that I normally would not ask anybody. I wouldn't give anybody a choice. I'm going to say, how do you think you will enjoy them better? She's like, honestly, let's start at one. And I said, it's not a bad idea because I want you to fall in love with Obi-Wan Kenobi before you watch him die. <laughs> I want you to have longer to fall in love with Obi-Wan than I had. Because we had 30, 40 minutes to fall in love with him as an old man. Yeah. So I was like, I want you to have three and a half movies to fall in love with him before Vader kills him. Yeah. You were my brother, Anakin. <laughs> so we did it that way. We did it one through nine. Mm-hmm. I did after um, after three, we went to Rogue One next instead of straight to four. Okay. Uh, so I did keep that in there and in chronological order as well. So the thing she had to say is she could do without Jar Jar and 3PO. She said they were annoying. She said, ah, they just talked and, and she was like, I don't get Jar Jar. She was like, he is a problem. He is annoying. Nobody got Jar Jar. I was like, yeah, no, I don't think I don't think Ahmed got Jar Jar. <laughs> um, enjoyed Qui-Gon in the first episode when she realized it was Liam Neeson. And she was like, how are they going to just kill him in the first episode? He's Liam Neeson. Like, well, he had to get taken. Obi Wan, you're going to be taken. And. Maul scared her when he when he uncloaked his hood for the first time. She was like, "Ooh, don't like him." <laughs> I was like, "Good, good." <laughs> loved Yoda, loved Yoda, loved R two D two. She said they might be two of my favorite characters. I was like, "None of the main characters, but R two and Yoda are two of our favorite characters." I was like, they're main characters. They are, but like they're not Han, Luke, Leia, but but they are yeah. main characters. And enjoyed Han Solo, but she was like, it's just kind of, you know, it's Harrison Ford now. I was like, because you, he's Harrison Ford because you had never seen him as Han Solo. You've seen him as Harrison Ford. You know, get off my plane. Get off my plane. Um, she loved the music. Uh, she, was, she was one of, it was one of the first times I'd heard her say, until Lord of the Rings, when I showed her Lord of the Rings, it was the first time I heard her say, you know, the music makes it. I was like, oh, you're right. John Williams is a freaking legend for that reason alone. Um, not say about any Star Wars movie, and I mean any of them, is that the music is bad. You can't say that. No, 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 no. You can have issues with story, with character development, with the character that's been created like Jar Jar, but you could never in a million years say the music sucks yeah you can't say it it's just not true it, it's not it's, it's definitely not true so she enjoyed it and one of the first things she said was i was told these were four and a half hours long and boring i was like who told you that she said i can't remember <laughs> i was like 
I need their address now. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> it's like we we've got a band. We've got to get the Bad Batch together and our lightsabers, <laughs> and we're going to knock on their door, <laughs> go full dark side on them. Anger. <laughs> <laughs> Heard you've been talking trash, man. Heard you were talking trash about the Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> she enjoyed them though. She she teared up when when characters that she she learned to love died. She she actually did not know. I hope I'm not misquoting this. I cannot remember which one it wasn't. I think she still she still knew one of the secrets, and there was one secret she didn't know. The, the the big one is the one she knew, you know, the the no I am the the I wanna say the lineage she knew. Okay. But Anakin is who becomes Vader she didn't know. What? So at the end when he's bur- like bur- and it could be reverse. Uh, you know, when she hears this she she's gonna have to correct me. Um but at the end she was like Oh, when he was rising up and he was like, yes, master. She's like, oh, no. And she loves Darth Vader. She's like, I don't know what it is. I was like, it's he's menacing. I was like, in the first movie, he's given 12 minutes. And he makes an impact that most people don't in an hour and a half or two hour movie. Exactly. I was like, it's the red lightsaber. It's his breath. It's his suit. It's his turn when he talks because he doesn't turn his neck he turns his upper body kind of like michael keaton's batman and that old cow he has to turn the whole upper half just to look and there's like there's a a menacing look to when someone does that turn to you the turning the full neck that's comical turning the whole like upper part of their body to turn at you there's almost this methodical slowness to it and that screams evil like what's about to cut the choke the force choke the she's like i like darth vader and when we get to the hallway she was like oh no <laughs> it's like oh yeah <laughs> oh, <yes>. <laughs> <laughs> oh it was and 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 we've we've done it with the mcu We've done it. We just finished Supernatural. We've done Star Wars. We've done Lord of the Rings. Um, we're currently watching Umbrella Academy and some DC movies. And I was like, I just want you to know that watching you fall in love with the things that I fell in love with and still to this day hold precious, I have fallen in love with you even more. <laughs> watching that process take hold. And I was like, because it easily could have went the other way and you could be texting on your phone the entire time. That would be so depressing. Yes, I was like, it easily could have went the other way. But you love this stuff too. And that makes me love you even more. <laughs> you picked a good one. So she wanted me to tell you she, we have finished them. And she enjoyed it. And <laughs> I need to know two things. The first thing is, what did she think of the sequels? She felt that the seventh one she said, this feels familiar. And I was <laughs> like, well, fun fact, it's the same blueprint <laughs> as A New Hope. There's a few little changes. But... Well, I mean, yeah, you can't do a, a full on, you know, you can't, you gotta, it's like copying someone's homework. You can't do every answer correct. 
they they made the they made the Death Star bigger. <laughs> it's a whole planet now. <laughs> um, she was not happy with the death of Han in that one. And then I told her, I was like, well, here's the behind the scenes. He wanted to be killed. He wanted to die originally, like in episode two, like Empire Strikes Back. He did not want Han really to become a household name. Because <laughs> that was how they were going to get him back. Like, will you come back? We'll kill you. <laughs> we'll kill you. And he's just like, you'll kill me? Sure, sure. Why not? <laughs> Um, and, and I did not fill her in. I did not fill her in on anything. And she can attest to this. I didn't tell her my thoughts going into him. I stayed pretty quiet the entire like process of watching him. I wanted her to formulate her own opinions because obviously I am friends and I love people like you who, who I disagree with, you know, we disagree. Like, um, I, I just cannot say Last Jedi is a great Star Wars movie. If I may, you liked Rise of Skywalker after you first saw it. Yes. And do you still enjoy Rise of Skywalker? When we went back and watched it, um, there were still some holes I wanted filled. uh, For one being, we never got the answer of how Maz got the lightsaber. That is in the comics. Ah, is it? Yes. Have they answered it? Yes. Um... What happens is, oh, yeah, that's right. Um, A smuggler came in, unknown, no name, and he got in a bar fight and he had it on him. And she said, I won't, you know, beat you to a pulp if you give me that. Hmm. I said, fine, I'll give it to you. And she's like, the stories this thing could tell. And then she puts it away. So... Without going into a nerd debate about the sequels, do you not think that should have played out in live action for the average fans who aren't going to read those? Probably, but then there's also certain things in like the original trilogy that are sort of because you know Obi Wan says the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. on the Clone Wars, and we never see the Clone Wars in that original until, you know, we go back to the prequels and mm. we were planning on doing that. I mean, there's little things here. Like you could pull the ears off a of Gundark. Well, what's a Gundark? We never see that. I mean, there's little things here and there where it's like, do we need that filled in? I mean, does it mess with the overall story not to know it? And to me, I don't, I don't think it messes with it too much. But I could see where people would be like, but I wanted to know. So, yeah. yeah. That's just one of the plot holes that I was a little upset with because, you know, I talked about reading the heck out of all those legend comics. I haven't read sequel comics or, you know, since being bought by Disney, I haven't read read any of the extended stuff. They're they're pretty good. Um, A lot of the new books are excellent. I can't recommend the Thrawn books enough. Okay. They're um. I will say, uh, I, I guess it's it's really hard mm-hmm. to to maintain my ratings of the nine, which which I even include Rogue One and Solo. So of the eleven Star Wars films, it's 
maintain them every time that I go back and watch them. Right. Now, I will say that one and eight are still at the bottom for me. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Phantom Menace is lower than Attack of the Clones? Actually, the only thing that saves Phantom Menace from being lower than Attack of the Clones is Darth Maul. Exactly. And you, I mean, I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough. <laughs> How do you justify that? You don't. The dialogue in the prequels are some of the worst <laughs> dialogue I've ever seen. Like, I've seen some terrible films in my life with better dialogue. <laughs> like, and maybe, but I've also seen amazing actors turn terrible dialogue into decent moments. So it could have been the perfect storm of Hayden Christensen delivering terrible dialogue. I feel like if Matt was delivering that dialogue, Matt, uh, Matt, what? Lantern. Lantern. If he was delivering that same dialogue, there would some still be something better about him doing it. Indeed. <laughs> still bad dialogue, <laughs> but <laughs> something more. <laughs> so it, it's it's hard to maintain the count um when we went through and i told her my ratings before we started i think when when i asked her to rate it and then i rated it again i was like i think i just changed so the originals are still always going to be in the top three okay. for me okay. and in all honesty below those is rogue one <gasps> and, and we actually for once I'm like, Peyton, you didn't love Rogue One? <laughs> it's not that I didn't love it. It's just that I was like, this is Infinity War without having seen the rest of the MCU. Huh. Because you don't know those characters and they all die and you're like, but but we could have known. So and it feels like we should know something, but we don't. And, and it just sort of kind of ruins that for me. But the final battle, whew, that's awesome. Wow, I never thought of it that way. I mean, I understand. I understand where you're coming from. I do. Andor and cheer it, and you know, you feel like you're supposed to know them, but you don't. Huh? Yeah. I get. I get your point. I do understand where you're coming from. I do. So I would still have to say my bottom three though are clones is the very bottom, and it should be <laughs> Phantom. And then Last Jedi, man, I just cannot, even after watching through It's not at the bottom. I can live with it. <laughs> no, it would, the dialogue alone makes number two the worst Star Wars movie <laughs> of all times. Again, I don't like sand. It's sand, it's coarse, it gets everywhere. I killed them. I killed them all. Or not just the men. The, the women. And the children, too. They're animals. So I treated them like animals. I hate them. I hate them. <laughs> and she's like, oh, Annie. Oh. oh, Annie. She's like the Dorothy of the Star Wars universe. Oh. Oh. Oh, Annie. Oh, Toto. Oh, Toto. Oh, Annie. Today's Star Wars Day. Yes. I found a little history. Oh, okay. The little history. The first recorded reference of the phrase being used was on May 4th, 1979. 
The day after Margaret Thatcher was elected as prime minister of the United Kingdom, her political party, the Conservatives, placed a congratulatory advertisement in the London Evening News saying, may the fourth be with you. <laughs> Who'd have thunk? It says, may the fourth be with you, Maggie. Congratulations. In the 1988 episode of Count Duckula, the Vampire Strikes Back, a space-faring superhero, Tremendous Terence, asks Duckula the date and is told, May the 4th. As Terence departs, he tells all below, May the 4th be with you. So, the first, earliest two incarnations of this phrase had nothing to do with Star Wars. No, which is... I mean, the, that Count Duckula episode was a play on the term Empire Strikes Back, the Vampire Strikes Back. Sort of a play on the two. Yeah. Still nothing, wow. In 1999, uh, astrophysicist and author Jesse Cavillus used the saying on page 94 of her book, The Science of Star Wars, may the fourth be with you. The, the, the fact that the, the first documented phrasing of may the fourth be with you was celebrating margaret thatcher <laughs> for winning congratulations maggie may the fourth be with you Very um the first um in 2008 the very first facebook uh group that appeared celebrating Luke Skywalker Day was called called itself May the 4th be with you and they thought that they should be celebrating Luke on May the 4th not Star Wars as a whole as a whole franchise just Luke so they thought May 4th should be Luke Skywalker Day and their group name was called May the 4th be with you a little odd you should have flipped that yes you really should have in 2011 the very first organized celebration of Star Wars Day took place in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, at the Toronto Underground Cinema, produced by Sean Ward and Alice Quinn. Festivities included an original trilogy trivia game, a costume contest with celebrity judges, and the web's best tribute films, mashups, parodies, and remixes of the big screen trilogy. The second annual edition took place on Friday, May 4th, 2012. So the first organized gathering of celebrating what today is wasn't till 2011 and i have to say years. disappointed in nerd culture <laughs> that it took that long for us to organize to celebrate that's literally just 10 years ago we could have been doing this this could have been eventually this could have like first off the people at fox the fact that it was not in their marketing campaigns with the original trilogy all those years ago. I was like, man, I feel like if I was working in that position in the late 70s, I would have come up with this. Made millions. This should have been celebrated. I'm a genius. <laughs> Anyone else want any good ideas? I'm the guy who came up with May the 4th be with you. Oh, you came up with E equals MC squared. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 
However, since 2013, the Walt Disney Company has officially finally observed the holiday with several Star Wars events and festivities at Disneyland's and Walt Disney World. Disney had purchased Lucasfilms, including the rights to Star Wars in late 2012. So Disney had began, I guess, recognizing it as a holiday in 2013. The moment they got access. Yes. So then they really turned it into what it is now. Like, oh, we should be celebrating this. We should be, you know, this should be a yearly thing and let's do this and let's do this. So tomorrow, though, is your birthday. Indeed. Revenge of the Fifth. Mm. Have you heard the newest one? Return of the Sixth? No. This is the May. This is the May. <laughs> this is the May. <laughs> yes, it is. I was like, okay, that needs to be May 1st's catchphrase. Yes, this is the May. This is the May. Oh, and then, so we need a two, a three. We've got four and five and a six so that the first six days can just be like a full-on Star Wars celebration week. Yeah, we've got to figure it out. We've got to figure out something. I'll, I'll, I'll hit the books. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll look at some rhymes and Star Wars. We'll get it done. And then we'll then we'll tweet at Disney and say we have ideas. Call us. Have call your, us. Call our <laughs> have your people call our people. All we're asking for is parts in the movies or shows, some memorabilia autographed by specific cast members. Because um, obviously, I don't I don't want a shirt autographed by you know third trooper from the left so sorry third trooper from the left you're still cool you're still cool i don't want your autograph unless that trooper is the secret daniel craig cameo in force awakens Indeed. i would take that autograph in a heartbeat So I thought that we would close out this celebration with some Star Wars trivia for you. First, I have a riddle. What is the temperature inside a tauntaun? What is a temperature inside a tauntaun? Luke warm. (laughs) Good one. Uh, <laughs> very nice very nice and i thought that w- joke was bad on the outs <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness Oof. all right so first trivia question okay. in star wars what do they call the invisible power that binds the galaxy together the force c3po is fluent in how many languages? 
In the first six movies, it's over six million forms. From seven on, it's over seven million forms. Hmm. Who killed the four Jedi Masters? Sensei Ten, Mace Windu, Kid Fisto, and Agent Kolar. Darth Sidious. Yes. <laughs> Darth Sidious, a.k.a. Chancellor Palpatine. The Senate. I am the Senate. Not yet. <laughs> what is the name of Yoda's home? No one knows. No one knows. What planet does he isolate himself on? Dagobah. Oh, I'm trying to throw you off there. I thought that even at least you would know where the heck Yoda came from. None of us do. No one knows. No one knows where Baby Grogu comes from. Uh, and that's the way he wanted it, right? Yep. He doesn't want backstories of Yoda. Nope. What is the name of General Grievous's flagship which was not mentioned in the movie. The last word of it is you write with it. You write with it? The invisible hand. The invisible hand. What is the Tordarian's name who owned Anakin Skywalker? Iwato! <laughs> What is the name of the Wookiee's homeworld? Kashyyyk. Mm. What species stole the plans to the Death Star? Many Bothans died. <laughs> Who built C-3PO? Anakin Skywalker. What is the name of Boba Fett's ship? Slave One. How old is Yoda when he dies? 900 years old. <laughs> when 900 years old, you'll be looking this good. You will not. <laughs> hmm? Hmm? What is the nickname of the Wookiee bounty hunter Snuva? Snuva? Mm -hmm. Is it Black Cranston? No. <gasps> Mad Claw. Oh, yes, because he caught. Yes, oh. Used his claws. They're not supposed to use their claws in combat. Who is kissed by Princess Leia first? Luke Skywalker. Ah, yes. It's kind of creepy when you figure out their brother and sister. Is a bit creepy. Who is the young Jedi Knight that becomes Darth Vader? Anakin Skywalker. Who kills Han Solo? His own son, Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo. Mm. What is the rule of two? The rule of two is that there can only be two Sith at a time, a master and an apprentice. What is the name of the Death Star's original commander? Director Orson Krennic. <laughs> what is the name of the fully operational Death Star's original commander? Grand Moff Wilhuf Tarkin. <laughs> I thought I smelled your stench when I came up on board. <laughs> Just for that, little lady, I'm going to blow your planet up. <laughs> Look at that. It's all sparkly now. Ooh. 
Who stars as the famous Han Solo in the original Star Wars films? Harrison Ford. Who is Luke Skywalker's most loyal friend? R2-D2. What is the name of Han Solo's co-pilot? Chewbacca. What is the creature that lives in the garbage compactor of the original Death Star called? The Dianoga. Nice. (laughs) Which planet did Luke Skywalker go for his self-imposed exile? Octo. God bless you. (laughs) I've been waiting. (laughs) I have been like, I'll throw this trivia question in. And I have in parentheses, funny joke for a question mark. I love it. I I, I love that one. (laughs) What is the meaning of the ancient Hebrew lettering written on Darth Vader's chess piece? Oh, wait, I've heard this. It's uh, something about how you can't become free until, until you do something, until you atone for your sins. Very, very close. His deeds will not be forgiven until he merits. Okay, I'm close. <clears throat> who is the bounty hunter who catches Han Solo? <gasps> Boba Fett. Who in the first two sequel movies is the First Order Supreme Leader? Supreme Leader Snoke. Oh, that's good. You sounded just like him. <laughs> General! <laughs> General. Who was Count Dooku's Padawan before he left the Jedi? Qui-Gon Jinn. Which is the first original theatrical Star Wars movie where Jabba the Hutt is seen? Theatrically, it is Return of the Jedi. However, in the special editions, it is A New Hope. Yes, which are on Disney+. Plus. The, The most edited and new scenes and versions of the originals are what's on Disney Plus. Did you see the the McClunky added to Greedo? Yes. What was that about? I don't know. You know that was Lucas's doing. That's weird. (laughs) It's very weird. At what age did Padme Amidala become a queen? Fourteen? Hmm. Who was the Jedi Master that ordered the creation of the clones? Master Siphodius. What is the substance that powers a lightsaber? A heart of kyber or a kyber crystal. Darth Tyrannus is also known as... Count Dooku. Who is known as the Masters of the Dark Side and wants to rule the galaxy? Imbri Palpatine, or Chancellor Palpatine, or Senator Palpatine, or Darth Sidious. <laughs> he goes by many names. Who tried to save Han Solo by disguising and infiltrating Java's palace? Well, technically, Princess Leia and Lando Calrissian and Chewbacca, although he wasn't disguised. How many engines does the X-Wing fighter have? Four. And finally, in the Return of the Jedi, what planet is the second Death Star orbiting? Return of the Jedi, you said? Yes. Endor! Yes, correct. Not bad at all. 
I know most of those were probably pretty easy for you. I got the invisible hand. <laughs> Peyton, uh, thank you so much for celebrating Star Wars Day with us again. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, you are always a, a, a blessing and a pleasure to talk to. And uh, I can't, I'll, I also can't say enough what an inspiration you are, your positivity, um, no matter how much life throws at you. Um, you just keep chugging along and I, I, and I have to just say that that is, that is very inspirational. Um, so thank you again for joining. Uh, cannot wait to celebrate again next year. Maybe I'll finally be able to stump you. I got you with the invisible hand, <laughs> but maybe I'll get stumped even better next year. Um, I hope that you have a very fantastic birthday as well. Thank you. Enjoy the bad batch. Oh, I will. You too. And to you nerds, thank you for tuning in. Uh, follow us on all forms of social media. Tweet using the hashtag 30 and nerdy pod. Have a happy Star Wars day. Cheers to you. And may the fourth be with you. Always. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Badcast Company Productions. Thirty and Nerdy Podcast is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and part of the Council of Nerds. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Join in on the conversation using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. You can find us and other amazing podcasts at podchaser.com by searching The Apocalypse and PodNation. Got something to say? Email us at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com or find us at 30andnerdypodcast.com. This has been the 30andnerdypodcast. Cheers to you, nerds. Nerdy.